Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's a new day. Yes, it is. <laughs> no, but uh, I'm your boy, Stevie Jobber. And I'm your boy, Dangerous Dude. And welcome back to the Dangerous Jobbers podcast, putting wrestling over one podcast at a time. Damn, man, I was feeling the power of positivity just now. Yeah, but a lot, a lot of positive power going into this Sunday. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of good stuff. But before we start, let's give them the wrestler of the pod. All right, so the wrestler of the pod. I don't know how we didn't talk about this guy yet, but he definitely needed to make it on here. Mm-hmm. This guy is a great talent. He is a former CZW heavyweight champion. He was on the PWI Top 50 mm. 2020. And he's also, for some reason, double champs seem to be a thing now. Yeah. So I he's also that. a double champ. The current Ring of Honor Pure Champion, one half of the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions, okay. Jonathan Gresham. Mm. When we went to go see Ring of Honor, uh, what was it? We seen Ring of Honor in the end of 2019. Yeah, because 20 was the whole pandemic. So, mm-hmm. so the end of uh, the end of 2019, we went to Ring of Honor, and mm-hmm. he was definitely one of the best talents that they had working that night. Yeah. So if you guys don't follow Ring of Honor or don't follow Jonathan Gresham, you definitely need to because that man is something special. Yeah, if anything, just for the uh, octopus, uh, the octopus skull uh, headgear that he wears. Yeah, it's probably the craziest headgear I've seen since uh, Vader. So, yeah, and he's also one of the best tag teams in the company right now with uh, Jay Lethal. The man, Jay Lethal. Mm-hmm. So that just that speaks in and of itself. Yeah, but like I said, check him out, and we got a lot of things to cover today. Uh, why don't we kick it over to you for the first little bit of news? Um, we do start a lot with MLW, so I'll start with Impact, and then I head over to MLW. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I do have uh, – we'll get to it. But as far as Impact, they had their No Surrender pay-per-view, and I wish I had some, like, really big news to come out of it. But um, the big things really were um, that no titles changed hands. And that uh, New Japan's tag team came over, Juice and uh, it was a Juice and uh, David Finley and David Finley, Fit Finley's son. Mm-hmm. Um, it came over for the tag title match, but like I said, no titles changed hands. So uh, the biggest news was just that New Japan's tag team came over, and mm-hmm. the New Japan is working with Impact again. Which is- yeah, and that that's always a good thing. I know they did they did a they did a couple things. A long time ago. And I guess for some odd reason, whether it was Dixie Carter or, you know, Jeff Jarrett or whoever. Yeah, whoever. They kind of just branched apart. But Mm -hmm. it's good to see that they're actually back and doing some stuff, especially with the talent that both, you know, companies have. Yeah, New Japan back in the States, period, is a good thing. So them Mm -hmm. working with AEW, them working with Impact and everything kind of interchanging together. Yeah, and they're and they're starting to get that uh that Roku deal up and running too, so they'll be a lot easier to see in the states, which is awesome. I do already have you can already get them on like Amazon TV, mm-hmm. um. So them getting on Roku is a big deal too. Yeah, so I mean th- that's always a good thing, especially with uh 
you know, I mean, it's going to be kind of tough, I guess, because, you know, there's shows, you know, the time difference, mm -hmm. but, you know, you can still watch them when, yeah, when it's now, over and I see it e a lot easier. I think it's good for the library, like mm -hmm. for the people that know the basic names in New Japan, there's if you just skim the New Japan site, like there's a there's a bunch of it on the app. Mm -hmm. that you could just pick out names, you know, and just and just yeah, watch their stuff. Yeah. So it, it, it's good that they're getting through the Roku and they're on Amazon Prime and just finding their way to be, you know, as widely known in the States as they are over Shit. in Japan. A lot easier for people like us that we can actually go and watch it and actually, you know, see the, an entire match if we wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. How big is that? Because mm -hmm. for years you could only see clips. So yeah. to be able to find an easy, accessible way to watch everything you want to watch is, is pretty mm -hmm. dope even if they don't work on the same way as the WWE network works where you could see everything live, like, you know, mm -hmm. but just to have the library to watch it the night after, you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It makes, it makes it a whole lot easier and it opens new doors for wrestling fans who might not like some of the product that's in the States right now. Exactly. I think that actually might be like a new wave too. Like, even though you don't like the product that's, coming from let's say ring of honor or AEW mm -hmm. or impact mm -hmm. when new japan brings their guys over yeah they're showing they're showcasing a whole different style on that company's you know airtime yeah very true for anybody in those new japan the whole culture over there is different for wrestling mm -hmm. so you're getting really an entirely different style just yeah so let's say if you don't like a cody or you know a, a dustin Rhodes type of style when you see Kenta come over and jump on AEW TV, you're like, okay, this is cool. Mm -hmm. Or if you see, like they did a while back when Nakamura would come over and go to Impact and shit like that, mm -hmm. it makes it a whole different ball game. It's like, oh, hold on, they actually can do stuff like that. All right, yeah, I might mm -hmm. want to tune into their program and see what they're hitting for. Mm -hmm. And even the fan reactions too, because there's a the stories are often better in New Japan, but just the crowd in general is so different. So. Mm -hmm. it's I, yeah, everything's different like even though you can't understand the commentary team when they mm -hmm. trans like when you see the subtitles of the translations mm -hmm. the commentary is even better yeah i actually yeah. got i actually got something i want to get into about the commentary teams but yeah i do i do love uh the new japan commentators when they call the v triggers for kenny omega back in the day yeah make it like such a big <laughs> and the and the um and the uh what the fuck is it the rainmaker yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, the Rainmaker for Okada. That was always fun. Um, but yeah, you, I know you got commentary stuff later, but moving past Impact, uh, in the MLW, the biggest news I have besides Injustice going up against Contra, um, and Wait, they recently had their like Filthy Island episode, which I got to I gotta go back and watch. Mm -hmm. But um, the biggest thing, the biggest news since the last time we talked about MLW was the speculation over the Leo Rush match with uh, the Laredo kid over who will become a dual champion. And as we predicted, Leo Rush is the new AAA cruiserweight champion. That match was actually very good. Yeah. Like, it wasn't an amazing match. It wasn't a five-star match. But that match was better than I expected going into it. Mm -hmm. I wish they gave them, like, maybe 10 more minutes. Yeah, I mean that that that's probably the only thing I'll say is the match was a little short. Mm -hmm. I think it was only like a ten minute match or twelve minute match. 
Yeah, and we had came in like we it, we we hadn't watched the whole thing, but we watched most of it because I think when when we put it on, we were like three minutes into the match. Mm-hmm. And we and we looked at the time on our I, me- I remember we looked at the time on our phones and we were like, oh, they don't really have a lot of time. Yeah, and, they, they and the last the last like three minutes of the show was um the the promo at the top of the at the top of the ramp. Yeah. So I mean, it was a good match for what they were given. It yeah. definitely was worth watching, but I I was kind of hoping that they got more out of it. Yeah, yeah. I was hoping a solid like 20 minutes, but I mean, you get what you get. Hopefully down the line, Leo can go to AAA and get that kind of time. I will say this though, the only thing that I like about the time frame that they gave mm-hmm. is that by the end of the match, they both left me w- wanting more. Yeah. Like like they left yeah. me they good it sucks that it couldn't go longer but i actually want to see this match again so maybe they can have that match a second time and actually go longer but who knows yeah i I wouldn't mind it either i wouldn't mind them going back and doing it because the little bit of time they had they really did the best they could with it so okay run it back just run it back a second time i could see them running it back and giving it double the time so Mm -hmm. i'm all for that um before we get into the regular NXT, a couple things about um, NXT UK. Um, because, oh, wait, matter of fact, about Impact. I know you had you said you had something about their commentary team. Yeah, I, I, I want to run it right back to Impact real quick. I don't know what it is with commentators nowadays that for some reason they want to talk about the feud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The WWE commentary team, same thing with AEW a little bit, like main like commentary in general for the last years mm-hmm. has been strictly about telling you a story about the feud, about you know what is going on back and shit like love Impact's new commentary team because they talk about wrestling. Mm. And it's rare to have, it's rare to see nowadays. Matt Stryker is a commentator who, anytime he was on commentary, even when he was in WWE, he would talk about D'Lo Brown is an old school guy mm-hmm. wrestling. And now he is their color commentator. He talks about the wrestling in the ring. Like most of the time now they talk about the feud or the storyline and sprinkle in the moves of what they're doing. Impact's comments is telling you the moves. They're telling, like, they're literally addressing what's going on in the ring. Mm-hmm. Sprinkle in stuff about the feud, which is what should be done. It shouldn't be the other way around. Just talking about the feud or the story, and then sprinkling wrestling moves. Mm-hmm. That's the shit that makes wrestling uninteresting when you're watching it on TV. And what Impact is doing, I think they're doing the right thing with their commentary team actually telling you the wrestling that's going on in front of you and then sprinkling in the feud. So yeah. I, I just wanted to say Impact is doing a great job with their commentary team. I like the new additions of Stryker and D'Lo, and I think they feed off of each other very well. So that was just basically my little, my quick tea time of Impact's commentary. I love their team, and I think their team is doing a great job so far. Shout out to Stryker and D'Lo, man. Uh, two people I like... 
Uh, anyway, I think Might Striker did the uh, commentary over in Lucha Underground too, where they were the thing. So, yeah, and and that's a combo that you don't, you think wouldn't go together with Striker and D'Lo, and yeah. yet they they feed off of each other perfectly. Yeah. Honestly, at first, before I knew it was D'Lo, and I was just hearing the voice, I thought they had brought back Elijah Burke again, which is <laughs> which is bad because I sh- I should have put more respect on D'Lo, but D'Lo and Matt Striker are doing a great job, so I I just wanted to. Throw them a quick shout out real quick because I like that they've done. Yeah, it's a, you. You're always wondering who they're gonna put. Uh, I like I like the new team though. Mm-hmm. I know um, AW once we get to them has got to do something about the commentary <laughs> team. But oh oh, did, did did you hear that little slip up too? <sighs> Goodness, I think the world heard that little slip up and it was not great. We're gonna talk about that one in a little bit. Not great, but um, hitting NXT UK before we get to the NXT news, um, Walter has officially been champ for a thousand days. Oh my god, a thousand days! Nah, right? That yeah. seems like not real, right? I I don't think it's been a thousand days. You think they boost the numbers there? A yeah, days? I, I I don't think it's been a thousand days. That's like at least that's close to three years right there. A thousand days. Thousand days. Damn. Nah, there's no way. Has it really been that long? It might have been. I because has it been three years since Pete Dunn has been champ? No, it can't be. Cause I'm I mean, thinking I, about it and I'm like, I'm gonna have to go, feel that long. I'm gonna have to go back and check that. But if he's been a champ for a thousand days, what the hell is going on with NAUK? Well, in NXT UK doesn't. I I don't know because I thought they had a couple champions. I think block, it's but I think it's just, just been Bait Dunn and Walter. Yeah, yeah, they've been the only UK champions, and I thought um, for sure like uh, Joe Coffey would win at one point. Um. I don't know. I thought they had a couple people. I thought Trent Seven eventually was going to win, but apparently Trent Seven is training to be a cruiserweight now. Um, that, yeah, and when you think about how big Trent Seven used to be, honestly, they need. I, I I got a whole thing I can get into about you know the NXT cruiserweights or the WWE cruiser, whatever the hell you want to call them. Mm-hmm. I got a whole damn spiel I could do about them, but I'm gonna just leave it as like. You guys can't do the cruiserweight thing. Like, this is your new rebirth of it, and you're failing mm-hmm. at it. So just stop the damn cruiserweight thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'd be better to find a way to just um, keep it as a mid card thing, but not mm-hmm. create the whole show around it. Like, I can't tell you the last time I've watched 205. I don't think I've ever watched 205. I I want to say, I think the one time I watched 205 live was when they brought in. Um, and technically it doesn't even count as me watching it because we were there and it was oh, like yeah, a, we were there for one of those yeah times. yeah like it was one of the sh- like you know segments that they record on wwe dark mo- moments or whatever yeah and it was when they brought drake maverick out to be the gm oh yeah we did and, see that. and the crowd was chanting rock stars yeah i so remember this technically we didn't even watch it we, we had no choice to because we were there right so that was the only th- that was the only time I ever watched. Well, I, I had watched, watched it. On TV. I had watched it when Leo Rush was there because 
it became the only reason to watch. I watched it on YouTube. Yeah, he became bigger <laughs> than the show. So I would really tune in to see Leo Rush's part, and then I would skim through the rest. But yeah, I'm with you. They should just they should just destroy the show and <clears throat> keep it between the NXTs, really. Champion. Hmm? They should have destroyed the show when Enzo was the champion. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was kind of the death of the show right there because I can't even remember really watching it after that, after the whole Enzo thing and pop. That, 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 that's when everybody was on uh, Neville's side. Like Neville, yeah. was, Neville was supposed to be the heel, but everybody was like, we know your pain. Yeah. Trust us, we know. Immediately became the good guy. Yeah, like we didn't care what he man, he could have spat in somebody's face and mm-hmm. you know went Nexus on the commentary team, and we would have been like, Look, we understand it. We ain't mad at him because we want to do the same shit. Exactly. Um, but let's moving past NXT UK. Um, and oh, um before I leave it, um, the final boss is immediately getting her shot at the NXT UK women's champion. So, whenever that takeover happens, that's new champ. I'm calling it. I just oh, don't see any other way. Oh, we calling it now? She's got to lose. That's it. New champ. Final boss. Nah, honestly, I, I don't know what's going on with their women's division right now, but uh, it, it needs to get shaken up in some some type of capacity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, feel, I feel like just the women's divisions in general need to get shaken up somehow. Yeah. Especially on the main roster. We've talked about that a few times. Yeah, I mean, not to say that their women's division is, you know, the worst it's ever been, Mm -mm. but it's just not as great as it could be. Yeah, yeah. So they that's something that they definitely need to address going forward. Um, But then going into NXT. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, so we got some stuff in NXT. They they recently had a new debut Mm -hmm. at uh, Vengeance Day. I don't know why it's called Vengeance Day, but hey. I don't know. Yeah, I was cool with just Vengeance, but but uh new man coming in. LA Knight. Mm. That mm. not 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 the Bud Knight. Yeah. Not the LA Knight mascot, you know. LA we got LA Knight. LA Knight. And if e. you guys don't I Drake. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it pisses me off that they're giving these people such shit, shitty names. Yeah. Um, so I get now why Eli Drake's partner in Impact started a singles run because apparently that quick you're able to jump ship. But I mean, I guess we saw it with MSK, so it is that easy to just boom. Well, yeah, because you know certain companies, not saying any names, but you know certain companies when you leave them, WWE have a 90 day no compete clause. Mm. I'm pretty sure other companies though, don't. Even though you're an independent contractor, yeah, pretty sure other companies, you know, AW, Ring of Honor, New Japan, MLW, GCW, mm. I'm pretty sure you know other companies don't have that clause. But for some reason, WWE feels the need to put a 90 day no compete clause in contracts when their talents choose to leave mm. or they release their talents. Mm. Weird. So, but uh, so weird. He was able to jump ship real quick and, mm-hmm. you know, 
I'm glad to see somebody like Eli Drake in NXT because it it really benefits everybody. It's a new signing. Mm-hmm. You need new blood over there. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they don't put him the um the Robbie E route and just make him a manager. No, no. I think um Drake's good on the mic. He's I th- I think he's I think he's gonna be like Bobby Roode ish, but like a little bit cooler. Cause I think that's the route they're going. Yeah, because I mean shot, you know. I would. Yeah. Like he's good in the ring, he's good on the mic. He's not great at anything, but you know, he's he's a good talker, he's good in the ring. He'll probably be more successful he's, than EC three was. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I I would I would put a title on Eli Drake before EC three. Yeah. And not to say EC3 is a bad worker, but I would put one on no, Eli just, Drake before yeah. EC3. Yeah. Just and the EC3 but, that um, had that there was kind of not what it should have been. I will but, say this though, the EC3 that they had the second run was definitely better than the first run. Yeah. 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 And he should and he should have been a champion during this run. So I, I think they I think they screwed up on that one completely. They they like whiffed badly on ec3 during the second run yeah but but, I mean, um, do do? but eli drake should be yeah it's gonna be an adjustment calling him not LA even, night though that's like a terrible name they shouldn't have given him la night at all that's a isn't that a hockey team the la night it sounds i like think it. that's a hockey team the la knights yeah. the la knights i think that's a hockey yeah. team bad so you, name. you named them after a hockey team bad name I mean, I'm pretty sure that's that might be one of the worser names that couldn't somebody's they have just gotten. like changed his last name, like because I feel like Drake, uh, Maverick, and Eli Drake was the complication there. So they should have just changed like Drake or just called him Eli or something. Like it, I don't know. I feel like there was mm-hmm. an easier workaround than giving him L.A. Knight. That was a shit name. Honestly, what about Eli Knight? Yeah. I you think that would have worked. Perfect. <laughs> Better than LA Knight, right? Yeah, yeah. It's just it, yeah, just a workaround. Like he's still Eli. Like we're gonna call him Eli. No one's gonna call him LA. Who's yeah. calling him LA? Like that's stupid. Yeah. There was definitely way better names you could have came up with, but I don't know. I, I guess that was a Vince decision. Maybe if it was a hundred decision, Hunter, I'm sorry, that was a bad decision. Yeah. Bad name. Whoever the hell decided to come up with that. Um, and then we got I, I kind of want your thoughts on this. Yeah. There's a few going on right now between your boy, Karrion Cross, and Santos Escobar. Yeah. I want to get your weird. thoughts on I want to get your thoughts on the feud. Okay, so the funny thing is I was kind of out of the loop at first. Because mm-hmm. I didn't realize this was going on until like uh, Vengeance Day when they ran a promo for it, um, yeah. and then I saw Karrion Cross and I was like, "Oh, okay." And I was wondering who he was talking about, and when he said Escobar, I was like, "Oh, like Santos Escobar?" And I was like, "Oh, he's yeah. gonna kill that guy. He's gonna kill that guy." <laughs> It might be a fun match, but he's gonna kill that guy. He's dead meat, dude. 
Honestly, I don't know what made them do this feud because Oh, okay. All right. So, I'll call you later. who's that? That was Mrs. Jobber. Oh, Mrs. Jobber made another appearance. Okay. Hi, Mrs. Job. Mrs. Jobber. Hey, <laughs> right, back to what you were saying. But um, yeah, because I guess it's because Damian Priest and Cross had that feud going, and then Priest just got called up out of the blue. Mm-hmm. We're not really out of the blue, but you know, they called him up real quick in the middle of his feud. So they had a. I mean, you could put, probably call it out of the blue. They probably just but, called him they, up for Bad Bunny. Yeah, and now I guess people like seeing him on the main roster, which I do. Make him miss, but um, I, I like him. Yeah, so I guess they just had to find something else real quick for Cross, and mm-hmm. Escobar was the guy. Yeah, but my question is. Wasn't Cross supposed to be a heel? Carrying Cross? Absolutely. Yep. Santos Escobar is a heel, correct? Last time I checked, yes. I mean, yes. Why, Mexican cartel, yes. Why heel? Why have Definitely. two heels in a feud with one another? Who maybe, who turned who turns out the face at the end of the day? Maybe it's the angle. Like Kane is naturally a heel, right? Mm-hmm. But if you put Kane against, like, there's no, like, we don't, we don't have any other Spanish cartel leaders. Um, Del Rio? Put... But Del Rio could also be like a good guy. I mean, somebody that's like solidly a bad guy. Like if if you, I was I was gonna say, real life Del Rio is solidly a bad guy. That's a bad (laughs) fucking. (laughs) (laughs) But Uh, um, oh no. Um, But if you put Kane up against like the million dollar man, Kane is gonna be the good guy. Uh yeah yeah. So it's, it, I mean, I guess you would root for Karrion Cross because DeSantos Escobar is just like so not a good guy. And Cross is kind of like, he's like a, I feel like by default, if you put any kind of underground demon character up against a guy who's just morally bad, the gonna, yeah. demon person becomes the good guy. Well, yeah, and that's kind of what I was getting at. Like, I get both of them were heels going into this. Yeah. And one of my questions was going to be who who turns out the face at the end of it. And mm-hmm. if you'd have asked me, I probably would have said Karrion Cross. Mm-hmm. But I just I was I was a little confused as to why you put two heels with one another. Yeah, I I think it is for the benefit of Cross because without Damian Priest, you need somebody for him to get a clean victory off of. And Escobar just lost the Cruiserweight title, so he's doing really nothing right now. Mm-hmm. So easy win for Cross. And it doesn't really hurt um, Escobar because uh, Escobar is just coming off. He's he's like in a whole nother division, really. 
Mm-hmm. So it's already like an, uh, a losing situation to begin with. So yeah. I don't think he loses any heat as far as the Cruiserweight Championship goes. And they're facing a giant. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean. But it'll, well, it'll you know, fun it, 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 It'll definitely be an interesting feud, to say the least. But that was just something that I was wondering. And, then, mm-hmm. and now we're going to jump. Uh, we got Kyle O'Reilly. So if you guys didn't watch NXT, basically uh-huh. what happened was O'Reilly took a bump on the steps. Yeah. And the bump looked bad. Yeah. And I was watching it with, with my brother, and I said either something happened or he's selling the shit out of that right now. Which Kyle O'Reilly is known for. Yeah, but I didn't really know. Like, it, it looked bad. I was like, look, mm-hmm. either, either something went wrong there or he's selling the shit out of that bump. Mm-hmm. And about an hour later, after the show airs, you get something on. Uh, you start seeing all these like news feeds popping up for wrestling, and it says Kyle O'Reilly had a seizure at the end of the show. Yeah, which I which I kind of believed because you know he's a diabetic, and diabetics are more likely to develop seizures than people that aren't diabetic. Mm. So there was that, and then the next wave that starts coming in is that the seizure was just a work for the show mm-hmm. and he's not really having the seizure. Mm-hmm. I'm honestly not a fan of that. Like I, I, I'm not a fan of them, you know, saying that you know, the seizure was a work or actually making the seizure a work. Mm-hmm. Cause well, here's my thing. I would hope that um, the internet said it was a seizure. Um, and then somebody from WWE came out and said it wasn't a seizure. He was just knocked out and it's a concussion or something. Mm -hmm. If they work it into, if they feed into the internet and they work it into um, a seizure, then I agree with you. I'm not a fan of that. I would hope that it was just a rumor. Somebody started and that they hushed. I would hope it's not a work. I'm not a fan. I I wasn't a fan of it because I was like, I would have went the other route. Like you said, like a concussion or, you know, he was, you know, he had to go to the hospital because he had some type of like back spasms or something exactly. yeah, or shoulder, shoulder issues. I wouldn't have went the seizure yeah. route just because your company has already had issues with seizures in the past. Mm-hmm. Like I, I forget who the, there was a diva that had a seizure backstage. I forget what her name is, but then you had Eddie Guerrero having the seizure in the ring. That I remember. Like there, you already have a history of seizures in your past. So mm-hmm. to use that again is, I, I'm not a fan of it. Like, yeah. and I'm I'm not saying it was a sh- like a asshole shithead move on their part. I'm just saying that was just a move I wouldn't have done. I would have went another route and did something completely different. Yeah, you just, just wouldn't have used it as a storytelling device. Yeah, just, the company has with people having seizures and whatnot. I mean, they do a good job taking care of their workers mm-hmm. in that regard. But in that regard, that's just something I done. Yeah. There's definitely other routes you could have went and not use something so serious. Yeah, well, I would, I would hope, I would hope we can give them the benefit of the doubt, and they're not trying to work it. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, I guess we'll just see next week. Yeah, and then um, Adam Cole, this dude, is, this dude's going right back on his rampage shit. Like, I like his, um, I like his Shawn Michaels approach though. Yeah, like he, he's taking that. Uh, 
he's taking that HBK approach a little bit there. I, I wouldn't have said HBK, but I'm glad you did because it kind of does make sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm the guy here. I'm the star. And there's no other way around it. Mm-hmm. You can't You're not, be bigger than the man. Yeah, like, you, you, you can't be bigger than the group with quotations mm-hmm. as in me. Mm-hmm. Especially when, and I think that the problem is, well, I don't, I don't like. We have yet to hear uh, him him explain, mm-hmm. but I would guess it's because uh, I would guess it's because you know you can't be bigger than the man, but also um, I let you lead, and you you went with the enemy. Yeah, like I let you be the man, I let you drive the car, and here you are siding with the enemy. Bump not only that, that, like n- not only that, more people are liking the way you drive than the way I drive. Yeah, I was the I was the original even, driver. Exactly, and he didn't even win. Like you know what I mean? Oh, honestly, okay. I've been a fan of Kyle's for no. since Ring of Honor, since Re, since Red Dragon. Yeah, but like, I mean, I, like I kind of get his point, and I'm a heel by nature. For anyone mm-hmm. who doesn't know that already, I'm I'm the heel guy anyway. Yeah. But, I just feel like I could I could reason with him on that. Like you know what I I oh no you definitely you, can you know I let you steer and you didn't win both times and you siding with the enemy. Yeah, I could definitely understand where Adam's coming from, but like you said, they gave him the keys to the car. Mm-hmm. He got to drive the car. Mm-hmm. He's he hasn't won a race yet. No, but a lot of the fans like the way he drives more than the original driver. Yeah, so yeah. we were happy it, on the O'Reilly wave. It makes yeah, we definitely were, but we had good reason. Mm-hmm. We seen what he did in Ring of Honor with yeah. Bobby Fish and by himself. Yeah, O'Reilly's amazing. Yeah, like shit. Yeah. If you matter of fact, for those of you guys who don't know, go go find his Ring of Honor highlights and just watch the match between him and Adam Cole in Ring of Honor. Mm. That match was a beautiful match. Easter egg. Yeah, definitely one of the best matches Ring of Honor's had in the last few years. But um, so I'm interested to see how this all pans out between O'Reilly and uh, Adam Cole, as well as you know Finn and the title, and which way that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say I like I would like it to end in a fatal four way if it could. Fatal four way. Yeah, you know Finn with the title. Yes. Versus O'Reilly mm-hmm. versus Adam. And then you could throw Pete Dunn in there for shits and giggles because, you know, oh, he's, yeah, right. he, he's still is, in the mix. Pete is at this, yeah, at some point involved in all of this. Yeah, because Pete's still in the mix for it and all. So I would say throw them, throw the four of them in there, have a fatal four-way match for the title. Yeah, yeah. That would, that would make they a good... They had a barn burner, too. The him and Pete match was ridiculous. Finn and Pete. Yeah, that would make a good... Uh, a good match for the takeover before Mania. Mm-hmm. I would book that match. Yeah, they did their thing. Okay. Yeah, we we might have to create that card on one of these pods, just the takeover show before Mania. I would I would be with that. We could we could spin in a an extra pod on uh the card. Yeah, because um, that that would be a good thing to do. So but, um, I was gonna say, what you have the, to say? Yeah, before we get out of the NXT news, man, the Dusty Cup is over. I'm gonna say that cup was predictable. Yes, but I I like 
my pick winning, as predictable as it was. Uh, my boys, man. Mm-hmm. You know, they cried. They went right over MSK. from MSK. And I figured out what MSK means. Did you know what it meant? Uh, I don't know, but I have a feeling you're about to tell me. Uh, so it, during Vengeance Day, they have like a rap uh, from their local resident rapper. Um, he did like a Valentine's Day rap, even though Cameron Grimes, even <laughs> even though they they had their whole thing surrounding an alternative to Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. but um, he did a Valentine's Day rap anyway because you know Valentine's Day. Um, and the metaphor for MSK was must see kid. So if that's what the tag team name is, the must-see kids, I'm totally with that. You know, the Rascals is a better name, but you can't trade Mike the Rascals. You're not going to win that one. But the must-see kids is fine with me. They're both young, both talented. They're going to be Rascals anyway. It could have been worse. They act like a bunch of kids, you know. You know. I'll give them that. not wearing unicorns. I'll, I'll give them that. It could have been worse. It could have been much worse. Much worse. And they, it's not a terrible name. No. So okay, they can, they can get away with that. Yeah. I, I like their, I'll give I them like musty their, kids. I like their merch looking a lot like the Hardy Boys uh, green shirts back in the nineties. <laughs> oh my god! You, you got to see the um, on their Instagram. Mm. They photoshopped the shirt on John Cena. <laughs> and they said, "Look, even John Cena's wearing." Merch. I can see that. I can see that. I gotta look that up after this. But yeah, my boys won. Um, my other pick for the women's tag, Dusty Classic, won. So I'm two for two because Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez won. I'm honestly not mad at any of these teams winning. Like, I mean, I'm glad MSK won because I wanted MSK to win. Yes. The women's match, I'm not mad that they won. They weren't my pick. But I'm not mad that they won because they just started pushing the hell out of Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. So it make it made sense. Like there was no, there was no reason for them to not do it. Yeah, it made sense. It was the right time. So why not just give it to them? Yeah, and when it comes to making sense, Hunter is very good with that. Um, I do like the I do like the exchange that they had with. Um, Jackson, Shayna Baszler, though, on NXT. So did I. It's very fun because... I'm going to take the boot from that trophy and shove it <laughs> so far up your hole that you'll never be able to get it out. It is It is funny because I want to see how Dakota Kai and Shayna... Uh, how Shayna square off when it's time to. Because I remember the first statement Shayna ever made in NXT was breaking Dakota Kai's arm. When I broke your arm. So it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see. It's gonna be fun to see. You know what's funny is I would have thought those girls had a chance to win those belts until I actually saw them come out and like stand next to each other. And I was like, ugh. You know uh, what though? I will say this about uh NXT and Shayna. Anytime I look at Shayna on the main roster, I'm not saying this in a bad way. It just doesn't feel right. It doesn't look right. I look at her in NXT. She looks like NXT, if that makes any type of sense. Like, she looks like she would be 
she looks like she would be her best self in NXT. And you know what? She had been her best self in NXT. She could have been her best self on the main roster when she was biting the crap out of Becky Lynch's neck. Yeah, but I'm she was on just... track to beat Becky Lynch at WrestleMania because she was the obvious choice. But Vince doesn't know how to book people like Shayna Baszler because he doesn't get it. Man, I was just watching a live recently on YouTube between uh, a couple friends of the pod, Fetz, D, and uh, Reckless. Shout and- out to them. And they said it best, man. They need to take Vince out back and just <laughs> old yeller. So somebody put out, somebody put down old yeller, please. Oh no, not Vince. Yeah, there was a couple people that they put down. They put down Vince. They put down Natty. They put down a bunch of people. But yo, if they said to put down Natty, they're gonna like when we come out with that personal opinions pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But that's um shit. That that's what I got for NXT, bro. That's that's all I got. Yeah. All right, yeah, we can wrap up and move on. Uh all right, so we're gonna jump into the AEW boat real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, there's something I want to talk about. Let's do it. Something's wrong with your boy. Who boy? What boy? boy your boy, you? man. Your boy Sammy. My boy Sammy. Your boy Sammy. Something is wrong with this. Why is he my boy? That's your boy, man. <laughs> I'm 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 disowning him from the from the Spanish community after the nonsense he'd been going through, bro. Mm-hmm. But basically what had happened was he left the inner circle, like everyone yeah. predicted he was going to. Well, I told y'all he was getting kicked well, out. Well, we pre- every week we predicted he was gonna be the first one to go. They was kicking his ass out. I knew it. But um he was supposed to go to impact. And now he's in a boo-boo because of some shit he wanted to do with Impact. Because he's a fucking idiot. James. Now, if if goes if, if y'all don't know what's going on, we're going to explain it real quick. He pitched an idea to where he goes to Impact, right? He's going to win the X Division title. Mm-hmm. And in an amazing fashion, too, might I add, he wanted to win the Impact X Division title. Perfectly fine. And lose or defend the X Division title. All right, say that again. He wanted to win the title in an amazing fashion on Impact. Yep. Leave Impact, go back to AEW, and never lose or defend the title. And see, here's my thing, right? We all knew he was leaving the inner circle. Yeah. We were all pretty sick of seeing Sammy on AEW anyway. Yeah, absolutely. And AEW set up a perfect working relationship with Impact to where he can go there and win the X Division title and nobody be upset about it. After all, he would probably be beating TJP, who everyone has beat. So whatever. And a person we don't care about. So that would have been better for him. Perfect. They put him in the perfect place, and he fucked this up himself. If if that is not the dumb shit, right? Like if that don't take, if that's not the dumb shit award, I don't know what is. Like if there's anybody that just loves to sabotage their own opportunities, it's Sammy Guevara. Like he congratulations never, he never ceases to fuck up his own opportunities. I don't get it. Congratulations. Like DJ Khaled, this man. 
Like, and and I he, had sent you, I had sent you the article, um, saying that he had turned up at Impact and started messing up the agreement they had and disagreeing it, and uh, they had called Chris Jericho and Don Callis because he was he was disagreeing and coming up with different storylines. This was the storyline to just never defend it or come there again. Like, dude, you're not Goldberg. You like, don't need come on, to... man. Who like, do you it... think you are calling your own shots? Like, what are you what are you doing, man? I'm not gonna lie. I heard that story and I pulled a Booker T. I said, tell me he didn't just say that. Like there is no way like you have no reason to be as dumb, like as much of a dumb shit as you are. He's gonna blackball himself. Like you are he's basically turning himself into the new Enzo Amore. Mm. Mm. Like, dude, you got so much, like you have, and you're better than Enzo. You have talent. You actually yeah. do have some type of talent. Enzo couldn't wrestle to save his life. Mm. And, and you're essentially making yourself look like a dumbass. Yeah. In all respects and on social media, dude, I saw one thing about him, like uh, him out in the snow. Did you see that? <laughs> Somebody, he's he's out in the snow, like in a in like a shorts and a, a t shirt, and they're like, "Why are you out in the snow?" He's like, "Did you not hear? I have heat." And I was like, "Aha!" Uh-huh. But you actually have heat though. Like you're like, this uh, isn't funny. Like, yeah. like, like you it's gonna be funny when your ass is kicked out of wrestling. That that's I'm when it's gonna be you, funny. Like, you're gonna you're gonna black by yourself, and then shit's not gonna be funny no more. Like, fuck it. I'm at the point that we can just. Uh, okay, he might he might be the first future endeavor guy. He might be <laughs> the first. He might be the first future uh, from AEW. He might be the first one. Damn, but wasn't that damn? And where, then, he... where are you gonna work? Because yeah, the entire cause... Indies is with AEW right now. If you can't work with AEW, who can you really work with? He gonna be the first person kicked. Matter of fact, he gonna be the first person kicked out of all friends wrestling. Ain't that? Yeah, some exactly. Shit? Right, like. All inclusive wrestling, but not for you. Like you know, <laughs> anyone is welcome. Anyone and anyone, except you. You and Enzo are the only two that ain't allowed here. Oh, well, Enzo, 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 I think will come back. I think he's making his way. Not AEW. For I mean, for, for the love of God, leave him off of AEW. Maybe MLW. Oh God, no! <laughs> I don't want Enzo anywhere near wrestling. He don't need to be there. Just just one feud with, with Leo Rush, just to get the real black man out of the way. Just no. <laughs> Matter of fact, you know who I you know who I want him with? Take him to MLW since AEW is letting the indies work with, with them and letting mm-hmm. their talent work with the indies. Mm-hmm. Let's finish what we started. Let's get let's get Pac back in there. Oh no. Yeah, because oh, I know yeah. I, I know Neville's gonna whoop his oh, ass until the cows no. come home. I, I, I want to see him. I want to see him go one round with Leo Rush to determine the true money weight, and then and then go to AEW. Get your ass with my like pocket a, real quick for, for a trios tournament. Do the trios tag titles, and you know there's gonna be there's gonna be the elite. There's gonna be the inner circle. There's gonna be uh, who do you put with Enzo in that moment? The Jurassic though? Express. Wait for it. And then you put those two John Cena rap guy wannabes with Enzo Amore. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck it. 
Let Eddie Kingston whoop his ass. <laughs> That's who you can put him up against. You can put them against <laughs> uh, Eddie Kingston and the Butcher and the Blade. Oh man, we just now now this is just turned into fantasy booking on how to squash Enzo. <laughs> and and, let, and to be fair, Enzo, if you're listening, we don't dislike you as much as we dislike TJP. No. <laughs> I do credit Enzo as one of the best talkers on the mic. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That man was, yeah, he can talk. He talks ass off. He talk better than most people. And he's but, a lot uh, better to his fans than Sam Guevara probably is. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. But, you know, just wrestling-wise, wasn't the... Wasn't the greatest. What Wasn't the smooth? Wasn't the smoothest criminal in the ring. No, no. But, um, so, yeah, moving on. Now we got Sting. Uh... Prayers out to Sting, man. I don't think he's hurt, but god damn it, he just took a power bomb and it scared the hell out of me. It took the shit out of him. He took the shit out of that power bomb. He really gets Yeah, it. I, I seen it and I was like, oh no. Oh have no. The, have you seen the pictures of him like laying on the ground? Like, what the fuck? They, they got <laughs> they got one of like a video of him taking the power bomb. And then as soon as he <laughs> takes the power bomb, it's the dudes with the casket that are dancing with the casket on their oh, shoulders. No. And they're like, do 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 do. I was just worried that I was like, Jesus, come on, you're in your sixties and you're taking bumps like that with a bad neck. Listen, is, is, if he's okay, he's okay, you know. Oh, absolutely, but I mean, I'm. It's still gonna scare me every time I see him take a bump on that neck. Yeah, it's like Daniel Bryan. Every time Daniel Bryan takes a bad bump, I'm like, yeah. Oh, is he yeah. okay? Is he okay? Yeah, and, like, and, it, was, and it was like that for, like, the first year Daniel came back to. Yeah, and every I'm time not, somebody did something with his neck, every time he fell, kind of awkward, you're like, oh, my God, I hope he's okay. You know what it is? Anytime somebody has a rough injury like that mm-hmm. and they're out for an extended period of time or they're, like, they have to retire and then come back, yeah. it scares you anytime they take a big bump. Like, yeah. and I'm not the biggest Daniel Bryan fan in the world, but mm-hmm. – I just know his injury history. So anytime he takes a crazy bump or does something crazy, I'm like, oh, don't do it. Yeah. I used to I used to have that feeling with um Seth Rollins' knee when he first came back too. Mm-hmm. Because he had injured it, came back, injured it again, and was able to recover at WrestleMania. And then like every time he See, did I something had... flip related, I was like, oh shit. Yeah. Hopefully for me, I wasn't more. I wasn't scared of Seth Rollins' injuries. I was more scared of Seth injuring other people. Mm, you won the breath. He's been, he, 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 yeah, he, he, he was in a he was in a little bit of that. You know, he had that stigma around him for a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. Cena with the nose thing, mm-hmm. Sting with the buckle bomb. Yeah. Um, I think he had messed something up on Roman for a little bit, but it wasn't anything too serious. So he just had that stigma around him for a while. Mm-hmm. It was like Nia Jax too. Anytime she was in a ring with somebody, yeah. she was injuring people left and right. Like uh, Becky, Becky. Um, she had but, Becky. She had Bailey. She had a few. She had injured. Yeah, I think uh, Mandy Rose at one point. Oh yeah, Mandy was another one. Um, but, you, but you know what? It it, it it's. It's sometimes the best of them too, because I remember um, Brie Bella in her prime was like one of the better technical wrestlers. But when the Bella Twins that came back on their like last run, oh yeah, Brie was but like damn near injuring everyone. Like every time she went out there, I would watch her matches and oh, cringe fuck. 
because it yeah, looked like she, she was just out to hurt um, people. Was it like, she put Liv in? She gave Liv like a concussion or something. She's doing yeah, she, Daniel Bryan kicks because she was doing yeah, it wrong. Yeah, she went too high on one of the Liv right, he, like dome, dome, like right in the her forehead. Yeah, right in the face. It was a little shit. I give it to Liv. That little girl is tough as hell because she yeah. she kept going to match. She does have the best merch out of all the women that are in the undercard right now. Oh, absolutely. I'll give it that. And I, I ain't even saying that because, you know, that that's my, you know, wrestling crush right now. Mm-hmm. It definitely is. I, I had to check it out and make sure I got the mm-hmm. came out. Yeah, her merch is fire. Um, but what, what, what were we talking about? We digress for a bit there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we we went on about being trash. Yeah, Sammy being trash and Sting with the power bomb. Yeah. Um, it just worries me. He's gonna take a bump like. So, I hope hopefully everything's all right with him. He can, but I still wouldn't have him take those bumps on a regular basis. Yeah. Well, I think they're gonna use him, um, limited anyway. Your match. Shit like that, nothing too, too crazy. Mm-hmm. And get, that's honestly the best route. Given stage, we need to see Sting all the time anymore. I was glad to see him as it is. Um, next, I have the explosion barbed wire. I, what the hell is that? Oh yeah, the the uh, explosive barbed wire match. Um, well, I, I'll tell you this because I uh, I was on Twitter because you know I work. Mm-hmm. I'm more the Twitter guy than the Instagram guy, but I was uh, I was working yeah. in Twitter, and I came across a clip of what that match looks like when you hit the barbed wire and it explodes. <laughs> not fun. <laughs> I'm I'm so fucking lost. So the barbed I, I wire, got a I got a headache just thinking about it. The barbed wire essentially is the ropes. Mm-hmm. Um and should you be Irish whipped into these ropes, they explode. And I can't imagine what pyro effect they use for that but i would just imagine being irish whipped into the ropes period is gonna suck so i would see maybe like i really don't know how they're gonna do this like I really, that's why i'm like house way how because like, it's, I, I ain't got the answers do you got the answers so i don't because it's gonna be like well, okay do you have a pyro setting do you have like, how are you going to nail this? Because are you going to do no Irish whips the whole match? Okay, that's doable. Are you going to fight out? Are you going to have the whole match be in the ring until somebody gets Irish whipped into the ropes? Is it going to be like that? Exactly. Because then you would just, I would just have an inferno match. But if you're not going to have an entirely inside the ring match, then you got to make it hardcore by going outside of the ring, right? How the yeah, hell do you I, do that? 
I would honestly have the Inferno match because is let's say you put the fire around the ring. Yeah. Like granted, none of these guys have something to do with fire, but you can have the fire in the ring, have them wrestle in the ring. Yeah. They're both, you know, athletic enough to jump over the ropes without touching the ropes. So they could get out of the ring without getting themselves caught on fire. But barbed wire is a whole different story. Ex- not even that barbed wire is a different story. Exploding barbed wire is a yes. different story. Okay, yes. Yeah, exploding barbed wire is a different story. Because you can get out the ring, but just barbed wire ropes. Yeah, like right? it's and possible. Hit a turnbuckle, it... get tossed off, you're outside the ring. Kenny like can it's... dive. I trust Kenny to dive over the ropes. But exploding barbed wire? Yeah, and like Moxley. If it's, if it's a trigger, then you're fucked. Right. Yeah. Like, and and Mox ain't the most athletic guy in the world. Exactly. Mox but is could, diving over three layers but, of ropes. But there's ways you can get it done. Like, you can have somebody slide a chair into the ring or whatever. This is true. And send Kenny outside the ring. Yeah. And then Mox just set up the chair and do some, you know, some Sabu shit Sabu where he shit, yeah. runs up on the chair over the ropes and he can, it's possible. He's athletic to do that. But I'm, I'm just throwing. I'm thrown through a damn loop of barbed wire just trying to figure out what the barbed wire exploding barbed wire match is. Well, I'll I'll send you the clip because once you see it, you're going to be like, okay, they really got to they really got to put their minds to work to pull this off. Because essentially, if it's like it was in the video I saw, you just can't get Irish whipped into the ropes at all. I think it's going to have to be one. of. It's going to have to be one of those theatrical matches. Mm. Like it, it's gonna have to be what WWE's been doing for for a while with no fans. Like you know they, they're making those like theatrical CGI type matches. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking it's gonna have to be something like that. Mm. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. I don't, I don't like it. I I don't like it at all. But I think it's gonna end up being one of one of those type of matches. I don't know. I mean, well, you got to think though. With them having access to Impact, they do have access to somebody who has done those matches before. Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. So maybe Dream, maybe, and Dreamer is part of the uh, Nightmare Collective. Mm-hmm. So maybe they are asking Tommy Dreamer, like, all right, how do we, how do we really pull this off? You know who would be another person to talk to that, but that they can't for you know contract reasons. Yeah. Abyss. Abyss? Abyss would be another person to talk to because of those type of matches. Like mm-hmm. how Abyss always did the crazy matches. Yeah, Abyss did always do those. I would I would say you talk to Abyss, but you can't talk to Abyss because, you know, he's with WWE. Well, if they have Tommy and they have Taz. They can make it work. They can make it work. They can orchestrate something together. They can put mm-hmm. all the minds to work to figure out, all right, how do we make this entertaining in today's standards but still like pull off whatever the exploding barbed wire is going to be because mm-hmm. i don't know if they're going to use the same barbed wire they used back in the day or whether Plus you, gonna have some kind you do of- have you do have other ecw guys outside of them that you can talk to yeah i know terry you- funk isn't going to be involved in it but terry funk it wish them luck so i, I would imagine that it's like going to be you got terry funk you got rvd you got um Mick Foley. Mick Foley, because, yeah, Mick Foley's not on contract right now. You got Bubba, 
who's mm-hmm. ROH, but you can still talk to Bubba because of the indie thing. Yeah. So you got plenty of you got plenty of you know. There's some older guys out there that have done mm-hmm. it that can that have done to do it right. That. And I'm pretty sure Sabu is not signed to anyone right now. So yeah, I'm sure Sabu can tell you how to pull it off. As far as the Dude. Kenny Omega standpoint, uh-huh. how to athletically get around that. Yeah. So hopefully they, they can figure something out with that and, you know, make it good. Yeah. Um, it's going to be a fucking sight to see, I'll tell you that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's going to be weird to see. Hopefully it turns out great, but I'm definitely going to be tuning in to see that yeah. and how it turns out. I just pray that everyone's okay by the end of it. Yeah, because that, that, that's going to be a pain in the ass for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to jump on to the WWE main roster side now. Something that you're probably really excited for. Your man, R-Truth, lost the 24-7 title. Yeah. Lost it to Tozawa. And then Tozawa had it for a solid 15 seconds before he lost it to Mr. Bunny. Mm-hmm. The bad one himself. Mm-hmm. Uh. I like him winning a title. Granted, it's a corny title. It's a joke of a title, but he can at least say he was a champion in WWE. Yeah, I appreciate that aspect of it. Yeah. And I think it made sense because, A, you're pushing him right now with Priest. Priest helped him win the title. And you know what? Him holding it until WrestleMania, he could be the longest reigning 24-7 champion. He can make history. Oh, damn. I didn't even think about that. If he can hold it that long. Mm-hmm. I was going to say um, it made sense. Also, he was the musical guest this week on SNL. Mm-hmm. Pops up with the type. You know, you see Bad Bunny. You think his music. And now he's carrying a WWE title. Yeah, that, that You're going to think wrestling. On stage, yeah. And he's doing great shit. I mean, his merch is selling like hotcakes. Mm-hmm. And what was it? In what was it? I think it was his merch sold out in about like 48 hours or something. His his limited edition merch. Mm-hmm. And he it. he made five hundred thousand dollars for the company of his merch. Right now, he's the best merch seller for WWE. Yeah, I can and, see a, that. and a lot of people were confused as to why you know a musician is the best merch seller. We'll just wait until Bow Wow gets there. Oh God, Bow Wow's not selling a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> you put Bow Wow in there with Bad Bunny. I'm picking Bad Bunny. He is under Rikishi's wing, sir. He's gonna be. He could be under Rikishi's ass for all I care. <laughs> I, I couldn't care less. <laughs> He's getting trained by that by an NOI. He's gonna be amazing, and him and Bad Bunny are gonna be tag team champions. No, and you're gonna no 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 the day that you talked about Bow Wow. No, I don't. I don't want it. No, no, like it ill. No, thank you. Um, no, but it makes the dudes. I, I like that him having the title, especially when he's doing appearances like this. It's putting yeah. more eyes on the company. Yeah, and he's the best merch seller because you know he's a musician number one, and he's not just popular in the states. He's popular all around the world. Absolutely, like he's popular. It's Canada, Mexico. Mm-hmm. The the Spanish islands, the, the dude's literally popular everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. So it made sense to give him a title. And obviously you're not going to give him one of your major ones like the U.S. or the I.C. No. So the 24-7 is the perfect route to go. 
Mm-hmm. Um, also, we got a little bit of sad news, but I want to just get this out of the way real quick. Um, MVP suffered an injury this Monday night on the show. Um, right. I was watching it live when it happened. Um, basically, what happened was it wasn't anything serious, but he was standing on the apron and he like jumped off of the apron and I guess he landed wrong. Mm-hmm. And you know, he probably tweaked something in his leg, mm-hmm. but he, walking around with the crutches and everything. So just prayers out to him and hopefully he has a speedy recovery soon and requires any type of surgery. Yeah. It was just one of those things. Yeah. It's one of the things that happened. Like I've, I've had that type of injury before and it wasn't anything serious for me. So just hopefully it's the same for him and it's not too serious. Mm-hmm. Um, now we're going to jump right over into some weird news. We have a new pregnancy in the WWE. Do we? Yeah. Oh no. Miss Lacey Evans. Oh no. Oh, she got she, she she got a little uh, Ric Flair drip on her right now. Oh god. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, what the fuck are they doing? <laughs> Kill this. Kill this now. I never thought I would say this, but I want Lana and Bobby to come back. Oh no. These love angles are getting out of hand. They're not doing them the right way. I would rather see Lana and Bobby for five years. Maybe in like 2002, I'd have been like, all right, let's see where this goes. But 2021, no. <laughs> like, I'm past it, man. Can we get Aaliyah and Buddy Murphy back? I'd rather see that love storyline. I would rather see Aaliyah pregnant. I mean, I know you wouldn't, but... I, yeah, but I would rather see that storyline than see Lacey Evans and Ric uh, Flair. Oh, dear. Oh, so now, dear. stepmom Lacey over here, 30 years old, with a 35-year-old stepdaughter who's pregnant by an 80-year-old man. Mm. And I'm assuming Rick's 80. He might be older, but I'm just going to say an 80-year-old man. Do they know we know he's married? I didn't like, Dude, this is fucking <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Oh, no matter what way you spin this or look at this, like it's just stupid all the way around. It literally every single stupid box you can check on this damn thing, it hits. It's stupid. It's it's the dumbest shit that they could have done with this storyline. Oh, so dumb. So we're dumb. we're Snitsky when you need him. Yeah, kill the kids. I'm sorry. <laughs> I never thought we would say that on this podcast, but Jesus, where's Snitsky? Oh, God. And then we'll even share it with them. That wasn't my, my fault. fault. <laughs> Somebody go get Snitsky, bring him over here. That was the best Snitsky, though. Get the boogeyman, get somebody to end this shit, because I'm, I'm tired of it. <sighs> so terrible. Like, this was really a bad week for the WWE. So terrible. If this doesn't tell you that it was a bad week, that we're asking for Snitsky to come back, like that just tells you this was a bad week for the WWE. You know what? I saw a Talking Smack promo. Oh, which one? Where um, the one where they kind of ended it, like right after it started. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman goes, um, he's doing his whole Roman Reigns spiel. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, this show wouldn't exist. This show wouldn't exist. 
Raw wouldn't exist without Roman Reigns. And then he goes, Raw shouldn't exist anyway. Have you seen it lately? Anyway. <laughs> and I'm like, he ain't lying. That's how I feel, though. Like, I, And I will give that to Paul. Paul really knows how to talk shit and walk a fine line between overstepping and understepping. Paul is like the master of towing the line between shit you can say and not say. Yeah. Yeah. That was a perfect line. And everyone who's seen Raw absolutely got it. Like, I, yeah, we agree 100%. What the fuck is going on over here? They are I having do, a shit show on Monday nights. I will give Talking Smack some credit between, you know, what Paul says over there and the fact that they let their talents talk without being too scripted. Yeah. I'll give them that. Yeah. Cause I, I like the, I like the Cesaro, the Cesaro promo. Mm. That was, that was a great promo. And speaking of that, I want to actually jump right into it. Um, Cesaro has recently turned face with Nakamura with Nakamura, which I like, you know, Nakamura wasn't the greatest bad guy. No. Cesaro is a good bad guy. Give the right chance. Yeah. Just this circumstance wasn't that great. Mm. Um, But I like the fact that they both turned face. It kind of just happened for no reason. Like, first it was Nakamura, and then, like, two weeks later it was Cesaro. Mm. But them turning face is good because, you know, you you guys need to switch something up on your shows. And from what I've been seeing on like Instagram and Twitter, a lot of people like the fact that they're kind of pushing Cesaro. I mean, I don't think it turns into anything because uh, ago, I I like, I like it though. He was having some pretty good matches with uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. Here's my thing. Like they're doing such shitty work and we'll go back to it. I love Cesaro being pushed. I love Cesaro as a heel. I love that people are kind of pushing for Cesaro. Um, but not the fantasy book. Had they done any of the things they were supposed to do right, uh, Daniel Bryan could have ended up with his own team angle. Just mm-hmm. saying. Because with Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak way back when, if people remember, yeah. Gulak was being considered serious. Um, with Chad Last Gable, year. yeah, with Chad Gable changing his name back to Chad Gable mm-hmm. and Cesaro's whole run. Daniel really could have had a team angle by now. Just saying. But getting back to the Cesaro thing, I'm I'm happy Cesaro's uh, turned to face and getting some recognition again. I just, I you know, I hope it works. Yeah, I mean, me personally, I'm glad that people are behind him. But I'm also not glad because, listen, you fuckers, you, you guys relate to... I'm, I'm <laughs> you know more than anybody, bro. I was pushing for Cesaro back in like... Fucking 2012. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys are just now getting on the Cesaro train. I've He'd been be on the, the first one to tell you, bro. I'm pro- I'm probably sure I was conducting the train at one point back when he was, you know, Claudio Castagnoli in Ring of Honor fighting Tyler Black for the Ring of Honor title. Mm. Like if y'all don't know who Claudio Castagnoli and Tyler Black are, you guys are behind. Yeah, you. But. I'm pretty sure I was conducting that Cesaro train for the longest damn time. And, mm-hmm. you know, people who are pushing for him now are saying he's, you know, going to be one of the greatest things now or late to the party. Cause I was calling for this a while ago and I said it should have happened then. 
but I'm glad it's kind of happening now. And it makes sense because the elimination chamber match, the way all that was going to plan out was, you know, whoever wins fights Roman right after for the title. Yeah. Immediately after. If I was booking it, that's what I would have done. Wait, is that is that is done. that not what they're gonna do? I, I don't know. Saying you would have booked it that way, like he well, I don't know because it. as we're talking, as we're talking, it hasn't aired yet. Right, right. So I'm saying that's what I would have done. I would have had Cesaro win the chamber. He you get him the win. He gets the shot for the title at the chamber, mm-hmm. and then Roman wins. Yeah, like, like I, I doubt, I doubt they're putting. Uh, do you, do you think? Do you think they? Are you saying like one after the other, or are you saying this is like winner of the elimination chamber, beginning of the night, Roman Reigns at the end of the night? It don't matter how they do it, any way, shape, or form. But that's how I would have done it. I would have had Cesaro win the chamber, fight Roman, not get squashed by Roman, but you know, put up a good enough fight to where, you know, some outside shit gotta happen. Mm-hmm. And if anybody can do it, I'll say Cesaro because the dude is literally. I've heard countless other wrestlers describe him as this: mm-hmm. the dude is a the dude is a human horse. He's got strength for fucking days. He can he has cardio for days. The the dude can go. Mm-hmm. So I think it can work. He's yeah, not gonna. You, he, you absolutely do have to choose somebody that can do two matches in a night. And if anybody can do it, it's Cesaro. I don't think Kevin can do two in a night. Daniel, eh, we're pushing it with Daniel. Um, and you got to have a good guy win. Yeah. Be- because I doubt I doubt they're going to have a heel win, that chamber match, because Roman's already. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. So it, it, for me, it's Cesaro. Mm-hmm. D- um, do you have Edge's pick? Mm, I, I, I really don't know who Edge is going to pick. I, I get the feeling. Um, I I don't know which way I would go. I'm thinking Roman. I'm thinking Roman, but I'm not sure. But I am thinking Edge picks Roman. Mm-hmm. All right. So just because it's just because it's easier for storytelling. It's easier for storytelling purposes, and it's also easier for Raw to put somebody against McIntyre at Mania than it would be for somebody to put up against Roman. Mm-hmm. And Edge, I think, kind of fits that bill. Mm-hmm. All right. So Cesaro, um, what else do we have? The one after the other. What else is in SmackDown news? Uh, SmackDown news... We got Seth Rollins coming back. Um, I oh yeah, the Messiah has returned, and that's another thing with the uh, that Cesaro is probably going to have to deal with somewhere down the line because him and Seth had that fight. Mm-hmm. Is Seth Seth's not in the chamber? Is he? No, no, Seth's not. Seth's not anywhere on the card. I found that so weird, right? Yeah, Seth's not anywhere on the card. I, I think it was just because, you know, they kind of already had a predetermined thing going. Yeah. And yeah. they're still trying to figure out where to put him, where he fits. Do you, think he, do you think he sneaks into the chamber? I don't see it happening. I don't see how. 
I could see him pulling off an edge and just Take, knocking knocking Cesaro down. Somebody, oh, and then that's how they set up his Mania match. Him and Cesaro could be that could happen. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't like Seth it versus Cesaro. Right? I wouldn't like it, but then at that point, you would definitely need either Daniel Bryan or Kevin Owens to fucking pull a rabbit out of the hat. Yeah, yeah. Or whoever Seth attacks in general is fighting Seth at WrestleMania. Yeah, uh, because you can't you can't have Seth go WrestleMania list, you know. Yeah, no. And if he attacks somebody that's going into the chamber, my money's on either Cesaro or DB, just because you can't have. I wouldn't have him and KO fight twice at Mania. Yeah, like they they fought last year. Wait, was it last year? Is is Ray in, no Ray's on Raw? Ray's on Raw. No, no Ray SmackDown. Ray Smack is Ray in the chamber? No. Okay. Ray's Ray's not on the card either. Ray actually just got squashed by um Corbin. No, Otis and Gable. Oh yeah, Otis and Gable. That was actually something else I had. I mean, I wasn't I wasn't gonna touch on it long, but Otis and Gable turned heel. Yeah, finally. I, saw that. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't know how I feel about the way they've been cheating Chad Gable. Fuck um, Otis, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they broke up heavy machinery. So ever since they broke up heavy machinery, it's been I don't get why up. they break up these tag teams to do nothing. That the tag teams that actually work, they break up, and then the ones that don't work, they keep together. All the time. All the time. Like take Vince out back and put old Yeller down. Fetz, we listening to you. D, we listening to you. We need to put old Yeller down now. You know what's crazy though? Even Bret Hart said that shit. And I don't often agree with Bret Hart. That, nobody Bret does. Hart, but even Bret Hart was like, he's killing the tag team division. Nobody is. <laughs> nobody agrees with his old decrepit no one, ass. No one but... agrees with Bret Hart anymore, but fuck Bret, you're right. They are killing the tag divisions. Yeah, Bret's not right about a lot, but he's right about that. I will give him that. Yeah. It, it, um, that's pretty much all I got. Uh, you got anything you want to say before we uh, sign off, brother? Um, no, 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 um, not until not until I got some official things lined up. All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw some stuff out there real quick. Um, we we were running that giveaway on our uh, last YouTube video, and mm-hmm. I'm proud to say a winner has been the that wrestling mystery box from us brothers so that thing will be getting shipped out to you soon and as always i'm going to shout out those people shout out d the toy hunter fetch frequency reckless pops um those are some awesome people they love wrestling they're going to get their lives going back up once they hit you uh back on youtube once uh everything gets ironed away so definitely go check them out because there's some great people great friends at a channel and Hopefully soon we'll be having them on the podcast. Yeah, I hope so. Um, but that's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, I think that's all Stevie has to say. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, guys. So thank you for tuning in to this episode. Hope to see you on the next one. And as always, stay blessed and stay, stay dangerous. dangerous.